Welcome to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all, this is Janice Cohen, the Intuitive Therapist, here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. So happy to be here today. I have one of my favorite people. I told you I'm going to have some great guests on my show. And uh, Dr. Sharon Cohen is one of my other favorite people. I have a lot of favorite people that I have on the show, and Dr. Sharon is one of them. And um, she and I uh, met uh, about a year ago. Uh, we both enrolled in an amazing program together to really expand our businesses. And in the process of that, we became very, very good friends. She's just one of the loveliest people I've ever met and just so, so genuine. And she does amazing work. She is a renowned love and relationship consultant who works with women who, despite finding success in work, struggle to have relationships that work. And she helps them have amazing, committed, deeply loving relationships with a man who rocks their world. I mean, it's insane what she does. She, she helps people really, really overcome whatever it is that's in their way and blocking them. They struggle with varying degrees. Uh, her clients struggle with varying degrees of fear and anxiety that plague them because they want to find long-term partners, but they haven't. And I'm sure many of you listeners, I've been there really think other things are going well in your life and it's just this one piece that's missing this this companion this partner to share your life with uh and and you want that and so dr sharon with her expertise helps people achieve that so i invited her on the show because i wanted her to talk about how she does what she does you know uh, and so today's topic, uh, we're going to talk about when you're ready to date again after a relationship ends. Um, again, we've all been there. It's so hard to get back on the horse when you've ended a relationship, especially when there have been really deep feelings involved and even a lot of pain. So, um, you know, dipping your toes back in the dating pool after divorce or breakup, it really can feel daunting. And no one wants to repeat past relationships mistakes, mistakes. So what are the steps that you need to take to break old negative relationship patterns so that you can usher in a new and healthy relationship as you begin to date? Like this seems like the, the, uh, the mysterious question, right? And what do you really need to know about how to find the partner that'll rock your world? So today I'm talking with Dr. Sharon about how to overcome the hidden challenges of dating after the end of a relationship and what you need to keep in mind when you're looking for Mr. and Mrs. Wright. So welcome, Sharon. So happy to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Janice. I'm just, I'm so happy to be here and talking to you. You're, you're one of my favorite people too. <laughs> oh, it's a love fest. We got it is. sister crush going on. That's right. That's right. Hashtag. Yes. <laughs> so you're, you're in uh, Newport Beach, California. I am born and raised. Oh, I bet it's gorgeous. They're probably really hot. You know what? It is really hot here. We are having a heat wave. So I got my water here in front of me. Good. Going. Good, good, good. So I, I, I wanted to dive right in. And can you tell the listeners 
about yourself, how you, how you got into this niche market and um, just, just give them a heads up uh, about you and your work. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Well, you know, my goal really is to help women have the relationship they've dreamed about. And I do this first by helping them learn how to be truly intimate. Hmm. And my definition of intimacy is being able to say what you're thinking and feeling in the moment that you're thinking and feeling it and in a way that the other person can hear it. Wow. But when emotions run high, stress takes over, and we're flooded with chemicals in our body and brain that make it almost impossible for us to hear what the other person is saying. <laughs> right. And it makes it difficult for us to speak our truth because we're emotionally flooded and we feel overwhelmed. And mm. I learned so much of this from my years of working in psychiatric hospitals. Oh, wow. Tell us yeah. about that. What's the connection? Well, you know what? When someone was getting agitated or was threatening the environment or themselves in any way, we had to talk in really short sentences because oh. when they were stressed and we were stressed, right? Nobody's thinking quite straight. So, and you can't digest long sentences because of all the stress that's going on. Wow. So we had to de, um, de-escalate the situation by like having these very short scripts that we would say. It was called um, uh, converging limits. Wow. And so, so I have these scripts that I teach my clients as well about how to speak to someone else uh, when in these high stressful situations when, you know, than when they need to have emotionally, um, emotionally fraught situations. You know and what I think, you know what, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you yeah, know what no. I think about? Like, I feel like what you just said is directly related, of course, to how men and women, women communicate. So many men um, are, are really just like bottom line, just short sentences, short communication, tell us what you want. And women we go on and on and on. And absolutely, what I know about that is that when a woman doesn't feel heard, they go on and on and on because the man doesn't know how to acknowledge that they've heard them in the way that they need it. And then men shut down immediately. So I love that you're bringing this up. It makes so much sense. And it's so valuable to teach it, women, especially, like I said, because we, we tend to be kind of oververbal when absolutely. we're frustrated. Uh, I love that. How, how did you get into this? Like, how does this connect with you personally? And, and how did your practice kind of shift in this direction? Well, you know, I believe that most of us who get into the helping professions, we kind of get started <laughs> some way through our own personal path. Right. Yep. You know, I'm no different. Yeah, um, me too. I had a real issue with, uh, you know, my brother said to me, like when I was in seventh or eighth grade, don't, any, don't ever let anybody see that you're vulnerable or weak or see you cry because they'll take advantage of you. Mm. So I really, you know, didn't want to appear vulnerable, weak, or God forbid, needy. So I just had this external mask going on of, of being strong and independent and confident and, you know, even not necessarily looking for a long-term relationship because... Um, I didn't want to have that, um, that vulnerable. Again, yeah. That vulnerability show. Yeah, yeah. And none of which was necessarily accurate, <laughs> you know? Right. So, you know, I was actually, so when I went into therapy for the first time, I was really surprised um, my, when my first therapist asked me to ask my friends if I was open or if yeah. I was a private person. And I, th because I thought I was totally open. 
because I was great at listening to other people's problems and being open-minded. Yeah. Wow. But I wasn't open um, talking about myself. I went to my best friend. I went to a, a friend that I'd known since kindergarten. I went to a, a guy friend and they all said I was private and I was shocked. Wow. I was just shocked. But the way this manifested itself in my love life is that I really didn't date anyone who was marriage material in my twenties at all. I was mm. just really kind of, you know, uh, casually dating, you know, people. Sure. And then I thought I met the love of my life at 30, but as the relationship wore on, I just realized my best self wasn't brought out. Mm. As he was super sweet at some times, but as sweet as he was at those times, he was as hurtful other times. Ooh. And ultimately I just realized I wasn't, I was with someone who, you know, he loved me to the best of his ability, but and, and even, even he wanted to marry me, but he didn't have the capability to take care of my feelings right? at all. And so right. we, we just weren't a lifelong match. So how did you, how did you overcome this guardedness? How, how did you, I know you said you went to therapy. Were there specific things that your therapist brought up or specific things that you could do to kind of break through that barrier? Because the reason why I bring that up, A, because I want to hear what you've been through and how you uh, overcame it. But also, uh, you know, I talked at the beginning about how we can become guarded and jaded over time, especially if we're dating in, in our forties, you know, maybe we, or late thirties, we, we have dated, we've fallen in love. It wasn't the right person. Uh, we're getting older and all of these things. And, you know, it's, it's difficult not to build up, um, build up a, a, a wall you know, to, to protect yourself. So how did you overcome that? And how do you teach other people? Um, I don't know if you work with men and women, yeah. um, but uh, how do you help them break through that barrier and not feel like feel strong when they're vulnerable? In other words, learn how vulnerability is actually a strength and be able to protect their heart at the same time. Right. Um, such good questions. So, well, first of all, you know, all the therapists that I work with, you know, most of them were great, but really the best work we had done was to gain insight into my family dynamics, which was oh. good, but it hadn't gotten me anywhere closer to on how to get or stay into a lifelong relationships, yeah. a relationship. So, um, it really hadn't moved me forward in that. And so, um, I, when I moved back to California, so I'd been in Austin, Texas for 10 years. And so when I moved back to California, uh, I was lucky enough, I guess, I guess, you know, let me talk about like the depths of the despair. And yeah. you know, I guess I just kind of feel like I need to go there. Yeah. I moved back to California. I, I was a long time to be gone. I felt like an outsider in my hometown. And even though my family was here, I just felt I had this dark feeling that I was nobody's first priority. Mm. And I know that other people can relate to this because I've had clients come to my office and tell me the same thing that, you know, everybody else has somebody in their life that's number one and I have nobody that I'm their number one. Mm -hmm. And that's just such an icky feeling. It's like, yeah. oh, I, I could be at, at home alone and I die and no one would know or care. You know, it's, it's this <laughs> right. weird thing. It's like this negative loop that we get in our head that, that we don't matter. And that's not the truth, but, but it just seems like everybody else is turning to somebody else. Yeah. 
So I don't know, one day I found myself in a strip mall parking lot and I was crying inconsolably on the phone to a girlfriend who was out of state. That kind of crying that comes from mm. like so deep within that you're actually convulsing. Yeah. And it was like I was crying out the tears that I'd been holding back, you know, trying to keep it together, even though I'd been deeply depressed for, I don't know, it was maybe like a year at that point. Mm-hmm. And I just said, like, I can't live like this anymore. And I had that that moment of clarity that like I'd never had before in my life. And I, I just knew I needed a goal. And um, I signed up as, you know, someone who had never run before in my life. And I started to train for a half marathon. Wow. And then a musician friend of mine, you know, this was sort of out of the blue suggested we go see Dr. Pat Allen. She's the author of a book called getting to, I do who at the time held weekly relationship seminars. Mm. And it was just sort of like one of those bluebird things in the world where it was like, I was at this, the dark moment coming out of it. And it, and that was when he suggested this. And so, but he went on tour before we had a chance to go together, but I like mustered up the strength, you know, because I was in that moment of being able to muster up the strength and went by myself to check her out. And now if, if you don't know Dr. Pat, she's super quirky and a bit wild and eccentric and either you love her or you hate her. <laughs> and some of her ideas are super out there. But I kept going and going and ended up signing up to get trained by her. Wow. Um, wow, wow, wow. So she basically, out of, out, of, out of your own despair, you know, what I know about people in change is that change happens on, on either, either uh, ends of a spectrum. One is you experience such pleasure that you want to do whatever you can to maintain it. Mm-hmm. Or you're in such intolerable pain that either you die or you change, right? And right. you are at that point. You're like, I cannot fucking take this anymore. That's I'm right. so miserable. I'm wasting my life. And what I really want is to position myself. I want to learn how to position myself to be the best partner I can be for my best partner who is to come. So that is, it's hard to get yourself out of woe is me. It's hard to get yourself off the couch. It's hard not to feel discouraged. Uh, And the reason why I say all this listeners and the reason why I have Dr. Sharon on today is because I want you to know that if this is something that you're feeling, A, you're not alone and B, you've got people who are talking to you right now who've been there and done that, who know what it's like to feel lonely and alone and feel like everybody else is moving on with their life. And you're sitting on the front lines with your, your bag of popcorn going, Oh, this is lovely, you know, right? <laughs> I, I've I've been in the front front line of that for for way too long, you know. I remember being there, and boy, that popcorn bag got empty real fast. So, right. So, I, I can you tell us a little bit about when I, I want to hear about your system because I know you told me you have a a system that has several steps. It's kind of like an ultimate result system, but I but. Um, after that, could you just share some unique results that you've been able to help your clients achieve? Absolutely. Yeah. One of the first things I work on with clients is to know yourself really well. Um, Learn about how you feel loved. And a big part of this is figuring out your yin-yang energetic template. Mm. Are you more yin in that you'd rather have your feelings taken care of first over having your thoughts respected? Or are you more yang that you'd rather have your thoughts respected? And all of this is in the context of your romantic relationship, not in your day-to-day life. Sure. 
And then consciously entering into a relationship with this information gives you a much higher chance of success because your eyes are wide open and you know what you're looking for. How do you, how do you teach people uh, how to not be afraid of being honest? Because there's so many people, men and women, who, you know, they have these, whether they're deal breakers or they have these feelings, uh, you know, and they're, they're afraid to upset the apple cart because they're afraid that the person is going to walk. How do you help somebody? That may be another whole segment I need to do with you. But how do you help somebody um, find the courage to not be attached to whether the person stays or, or goes, but to have the strength to, to just stand in their truth? Yeah, that's really about just desensitizing them to the idea that there's there's another person around the corner, which is, it's an interesting topic because there's, you know, there's always more people and people are so stuck on this idea that there's, there's nobody out there. Yeah. But the reality is new men and or women are entering the dating pool every day due to divorce, being widowed, breakups, becoming emotionally ready. And so... Uh, you know, kind of the second step of of my system is like, I want your listeners to really understand it's okay to want to be in a relationship and there's no shame in it. Yeah. Because I often hear women giving some sort of discounting that I don't really need to be in a relationship. It would be nice. But the reality is we are meant to be in relationships. Yes. We want to belong. Oh yeah. yeah. Our yeah. brains are wired for it. And yeah. we're born in relationship. There's no mother without child. There's no child without mother. Ooh, yeah. And you know, from the moment we kind of look at our mother, you know, we, we see her looking back lovingly and we're constantly seeking that same assurance from someone else. Yeah. Uh Uh So if you're feeling lonely and like you want to give up on this whole dating thing, or maybe like, it's just not worth it. Like there's no good men out there. It's just not true. But the key is, is that you have to be in alignment. And, and my philosophy is that until you know how best to love yourself Mm. and understand what it is that what you say and feel and think and see and do as well as, you know, all of what I call your sensualizations that whatever you taste and smell and touch and hear and see that all of this must be in alignment and in the highest and best service for you. Mm -hmm. And then until it is, you won't be ready energetically for love and the universe won't provide. But as soon as you are all in alignment, you won't even have to look Love will arrive. <laughs> right. And that's a whole nother segment is, oh my goodness, we could have like a whole series um, about really a lot, getting your energy, getting your vibration up so that all you have to do is be you. Absolutely. Forget about, because I, I hear all the time and I, I believe it and I tell my clients too, it's one of those things, you hear all these uh, experts talk about, uh, just say these mantras and write them down 50 times a day and you know, you'll, you'll, uh, magnetically draw these things to you with the law of attraction. And I call bullshit on that. I call bullshit. Right. Because in theory, yes, that's great. And you know, if, if that's all that it took, I would, I I wouldn't be working anymore. I'd be a, a gazillionaire. I'd have a yacht. I'd be doing, I would solve all the world problems. I mean, so, so I love how you said, to be able to really get your energy because you know, you know where I come from, all yeah. about the energy and the vibration and uh, all of that, uh, really, really aligning yourself in all honesty and humility with who you are, 
what you really want, truly, and giving yourself permission to demand that of the universe and, and settle for nothing less. Right. Because, you know, there may be two or three people uh, in a sea of a thousand who could step up. All That's you need right. is one. That's right. And everything doesn't have to be perfect, just right. in alignment. Yes. It has to be in alignment. Yes. Beautiful. So when you've worked with, uh, with clients, what, what's the system that you use and, you know, what, have you, how have, what kind of results have you helped uh, your clients achieve? Well, okay. So let me give you an example. So I had a client who was living in another state. She was, she was kind of like this bustling city. She had a high pressure job and she was working like crazy. She wasn't in alignment with her natural energy, which she didn't even really know what that was at the time. She didn't feel good. She didn't look good. She wasn't happy. She was surrounded by people, but she felt alone. And you know, a couple months into working together, she decided to quit her job, move to a new state where she could live a lifestyle where she felt she was more kind of in alignment with her natural energy and where she could be in the mountains and feel kind of at one with nature. And so the next big undertaking was dealing with relationship issues. And I'm totally abbreviating this, but sure. a big part of it was learning how to be comfortable being in her natural yin energy, learning how to be patient and wait for a man's call rather than being anxious and call him out of like a place of grasping Yes. rather yes. than being in a place of intimacy. And, um, you know, as we've worked together, she's gotten better and better at it. She's dated a number of different men to evaluate what it is that she doesn't want. And you know, one week we met and she had talked about taking a break from dating, which, you know, that's fine. She was going to take 30 days off. She just wanted to reset. And she had, I don't know, two or three guys that had some communication had been started and she didn't want to just disappear from so she, before she cut off communication with them. Uh, so she responded to them, I guess. And now, you know, this is now months later, she's now in a serious committed relationship with an eye towards marriage with one of those guys. Wow. And I have a few stories like that where right before someone was going to shut down their account, they met their husband. So, um, so a big part of what I do is, you know, start off with, like I said, figuring out like how it is that you feel loved, um, knowing, figuring out your yin yang, uh, energetic template. Um, next we do a relationship audit or inventory where we become aware of what's really underneath. What are the roots and challenges that you've faced in each relationship and how does that play into the patterns you've established? Then we look at those patterns and see which ones serve you and which ones don't. And what do you need to feel like, you know, what about you do you feel like you're really okay with and what do you feel like you need to shift or, or to improve on or to change so that you can create like that vortex that we're talking about of bringing in that amazing partner. Then I'm really such a huge fan of becoming really, really good at effective communication. So a critical piece in the puzzle here is to learn how to speak with clarity and truth so you feel good and at peace and confident with having like those deep conversations. And it does go back to these, some of these scripts that I'm talking about where you're not having to get stressed out. You know how to plug in what it is that, how it is that you're feeling uh, just in speaking with a man or if you're the man and speaking with a woman and, it, and it, this could be a gay or straight um, relationship. Sure, sure. It, it's all about just knowing what your energy is and where yeah. you're coming from. And finally, this one is so huge. Um, accepting yourself and others as is mm. or 
rejecting. Yes, accept or reject, right. That's right. And this one is throughout your journey of finding your partner because it's how you determine your non-negotiables. Yeah. And this one, like, are you comfortable with someone who drinks more than you do or who has a different style than you do? And these are questions that you need to answer. And it's so funny with that because you sometimes we – most of the time we really think we know and then all of a sudden we get around somebody and we're like you know what Mm-mm. that this i i really don't i really don't like this quality or characteristic i thought i could but i really don't and i i love i love this accept or reject principle this is why we date to figure out what it is we don't want and yeah. a partner. And I'll, yeah. I'll give you a personal example. Um, back in, back in my thirties, I had, uh, I didn't really have any feelings about someone who smoked pot or not. And, um, I, I ended up having a boyfriend who smoked pot rec- quote unquote recreationally three times a day. Woo. And I, I didn't. And he asked me why I was trying to change it because I talked to him about it and I wasn't trying to change him. How, however, my feelings was his use changed our relationship. And ultimately I didn't accept it for me in my future. And I, I accepted him as a person, but I rejected the behavior for my potential husband and father of my children. So we didn't stay together. And this wasn't a moral issue. I have no problems with people who smoke pot or use sure. pot. Many of my clients do. Yeah. But it would, it would be the same thing if he was <sighs> drinking three times a day or eating fast food three times a day. It doesn't fit in with the way I live yes. my life. And I reject it for my life. That is... Excellent example. Love it. And you know what? It's okay. One of the things I think that's important, (coughs) excuse me, y'all, I have a little tickle in my throat. It's important for women to hear. Uh, I love, and I want to reference a point that you mentioned, which was, and I think it was maybe the second point. um, It's learning how to lean back and stay in your feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many times when we date, uh, you know, the anxiety goes up uh, because we, you know, majority of times we're really in this traditional role model of letting the man take the lead, which you know what? Men need to do that. They are hunters. They need to take the lead. They need to take initiative and they need to earn you. So the way to do that is really to, it's called leaning back and, and almost like an 80, 20 rule, you know, you lean in just uh, even 15, 20%, but the other 80, 85%, the, you let the man initiate. So, and that is huge. It's very difficult for women to do that because if a man doesn't call uh, or, you know, they don't answer their text. So, you know, quickly, it's like we, we women get all, get all anxious, but it really is a skill. And once you get, accept that that is a strategy that truly works uh, and then you're not giving up any of your power. In fact, you're empowering yourself to be able to wait and see if this guy's worthy of you. Like right. that's really what it's about. And, and that's the work that you're doing with these women is allowing them to, and I, I'm not a fan of this word, empower um, themselves and really become their own experts and their own decision makers about what works and what doesn't. Right. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So Dr. Sharon, you work with people all all across the country, don't you? I do. I do. I do. I work with people over the phone or on Zoom. Uh, If they're local, I see them in my office here in Newport, but absolutely. Love it. How how can people get in touch with with you? Is there a is there a, a website, an email address, phone number to your office? 
Yeah, absolutely. My website is drsharoncohen.com and it's S-H-A-D-R-S-H-A-R-O-N-C-O-H-E-N.com. And actually there's a free ebook that they can get if they sign up, Ooh. turning Mr. Wrong into Mr. Right. Ooh. Um, the path to being with the right man this time. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And then they can get in touch with me by writing me at Sharon at drsharoncohen.com. And, um, oh, well, my phone number is 949-682-9304. So there's lots of ways to get in touch with me. And I'm on Facebook, of course. So Wonderful. that's another way. Yep. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So we're going to do what I love to do with every guest. And I have my 10 questions it's from the uh, Inside the Actors Studio, one of my absolute favorite shows. So I'm going to ask you these questions, and I just want you to rapid fire answer them. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. All right. I'm All right. racing myself. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite word, Sharon? Well, I'm in this field, love. What is your least favorite word? Um, fail. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Um, uh, authenticity and laughter. What turns you off? Snootiness. What's your favorite curse word? <laughs> oh, go ahead and say uh, it. I talk about fuck all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say a nicely placed F-bomb. There you go. I said it for you. Audience, <laughs> I said it for her. Uh, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, my husband's voice. Mm, what sound or noise do you hate? Oh, cars honking. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Oh, uh, being a health and wellness coach or fitness instructor of some type. What profession would you not like to do? Oh, being a politician. <laughs> <laughs> if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, we've been waiting for you. Oh, I love it. Dr. Sharon, Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, coming on the show and sharing your gifts uh, with, with the listeners. And I'm just so privileged to know you. You are just one of the most special people in my circle. And um, you have so much wisdom to offer and you have helped so many people. Y'all, if you struggle at all with the kinds of things that we're talking about, you need to call Dr. Sharon. She is, she's your ticket to really experiencing the relationship of your dreams because she's done it herself. So, and hey, look, I'll, I always say at the end, hop on iTunes, rate and review my podcast. The more people I can reach, either by word of mouth or ratings, I just love that. I'm here to serve. Call me, 404-558-3971 or email me. Janice at JaniceRCohen.com. If you want a reading around any part of your life, or if you're ready to really take the leap and change your life, call me. I, I just like Dr. Sharon, work with people all over the country and the world. Uh, it would be my pleasure to serve you in that capacity. I hope you have a blessed day, uh, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist with Janice R. Cohen. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at iTunes.